based on what the last date was like, you know, you start to think and you start to hear a lot of people carry baggage that is not theirs. Yeah. Like people are tapped into the internet. So if you're constantly reading men suck, women suck, dating sucks, get a dog. I've been thinking about more and more as time goes on, which is <laughs> how you feel morally speaking when it comes to your job. <laughs> and I, I just, I just, I want to ask. Thank you, Paige, for being here today. Okay, let's get this. Up. Thanks for having me. Um, We're good. Okay. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be the person that has to ask you for the thing that you're deserved, right? Like if, if you're in a sticky situation with someone and they owe you something and it's it's. It is 100 percent that they owe you like it's just the facts like this is just the way this situation happens to break down, right? We were in something together. That thing had rules. You broke those rules. Let's be clear. Rules to a contract. A legal rules contract. to a legal contract. And because of that, I am expected to fix this some way. But the real thing that ought to be done is you fix it because you broke it. N- I don't want to have to ask you, like, why can't you just be just be a solid person? Just do the right thing. Could you ever be a tow truck driver? (laughs) (laughs) There's someone that lives in this neighborhood and there's a tow truck that's just out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, does the tow truck driver for this complex live in this complex? And does he just... Is he allowed to just have the tow truck here? Like, how, why is there a tow truck just parked here? And I'm like, if if there's a guy that lives here that also tows cars, you're easily the most disliked person because I don't know about my other, my you don't know about your other neighbors aside from you see them walking or walking their dog or something like that. But if I see you get in this truck, there, most people are going to make judgments about you. This motherfucker is the tow truck driver. That's the guy. Is he really taking up three spots with his truck? You already feel a way about that person because they tow cars. <laughs> and no one likes tow truck drivers. It's like the people that are on foot giving parking tickets. <laughs> like any, like no one, like the repo person, like no one likes those people, right? I don't want to have to be the person to come and say, hey, you owe this thing. I know you know that you did this. Like it is, it, it's well within my right to ask you to do what's right and pay this. Right, but isn't all some people are always looking to get out of it or find the way around so it? So wild. 
They're always there's always that hope, right? But see that but see that's the thing. Because I don't know how you run your relationships. <laughs> if I was talking to a friend of mine and they clearly broke the contract. And they, they know they did it. They know I know they did it, right? Like it's the only way it could have been done. The only two people here that could have broken it. You broke it. <laughs> and and someone is coming to me for money, a large sum of money for it. And you know that they're coming for me. You're fully aware. Right? Well then, as a friend, you wouldn't jump your immediate this is the issue i have is that your immediate response is not to be like hey no i got that hey whoa no like let me take care of you like the fact that that's not your immediate initial thought that's an issue like you should be thinking like oh yeah yeah, no you know that was my you know that was my fault like no i got that part don't don't worry about that i'll figure it out whatever it is if i gotta do something now then if you said hey could you spot me this amount of money for right now? Like, I promise, like, I'll, I'll get it back. See, because now we're having a different conversation, maybe. Because that's showing some sort of responsibility. Right. Because your side of the contract. Because you're still saying you're going to pay it. It's just mm-hmm. in the longer run. That's still a different conversation. But, but you, you, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but are, we, are we just experiencing resistance in this? Is it just pure resistance? Right. So you have to differentiate for sure and quickly because usually these situations are timely. So we got to have that talk. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. People have a... What is it that you think... Makes us fearful of confrontation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you were like, I got a list, nigga. What you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I have some. Yeah. Um, just off the top, like. Off the top of the dome? Um, confrontation typically comes with some sort of annotation of, like, conflict. Um, okay. Not everybody can um, tactfully express themselves tactfully when in a confrontational situation some people get um defensive some people shut down some people just say nonsense some people say nothing um so yeah that those types of reactions um the anxiety do you do you find any one of those that you just named like immediately more interesting than any of the others um, I mean, I think being defensive is always interesting. Oh, really? Not taking accountability is, and being irresponsible is something that, I mean, will irk anybody's nerves, but I cannot stand. When you said this speaking gibber, like just start talking nonsense, that one kind of jumps out to me. Yeah. Well, like when you just hear people, like they just start rambling about something, you're like, what? happening right just now. an excuse of why it's not their fault or why they didn't know or da, da, da. it's wild i read a book about that it was like detection of lying by a janine driver i think her name was she did a bunch of work with like at the fbi and the cia all just intelligence agencies and uh 
lie detection is hilarious, but I think they call it like smoke bombing or smoke screening. And that's just when you've asked someone just the right question and they're about to lie to you. So they just start saying all sorts of shit to to like distract you. Like, mm-hmm. so they just overload you with a bunch of information that's complete nonsense. Mm-hmm. But for a lot, it's sort of like filibustering. It's like, um, is it filibustering, right? It's yeah. like stalling. Yeah, like you just talk. Mm-hmm. You just fucking talk. And some people are really, really good at it. So they'll fool people into thinking that they actually said some shit and mm-hmm. they said nothing at all. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we we know, we know someone <laughs> There's, or a couple people like that. Yeah, I think sure. I, I, I've definitely met. Quite a few people. Yeah. That, and some people are better at it than others. Some people are just like, what, hey, what? Right. So, no, you're right. That So that's, <laughs> that is a, well, a pretty interesting way it's to interesting respond. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But no, I understand what you're saying. The defensive is, that's interesting as well. Or just the flipping it back on you, that gaslighting. Oh, that, yeah. Like, and you sound, you know, crazy. Mm. Not cool. <laughs> um, no, not cool. Not cool at all. Yeah. And then also what it goes back to is um, uh, another reason why people don't like confrontation is they ultimately always say, I didn't want to hurt you or make you upset. Mm. Oh, like sparing your feelings, like get out of here with that bullshit. Like, I mm, if you're the type of person who would rather spare my feelings and tell me the truth. I'm not the one for you. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm what I'm hearing from this conversation, because I'm like. Again, I wouldn't. Yeah, the the person is just not exhibiting great friendship qualities. <laughs> just character, yeah, yeah, just yeah. character. They're traits. not. They're just yeah. not exhibiting the best of them. They're falling short right now. <laughs> and you know, it's tough because the mental strain that money puts on people, it's like it, that should be having people in a fucking chokehold. You know, and so somebody will act a certain way that they wouldn't have normally acted if they if they felt like they had it. Mm-hmm. Like if they had that money, maybe this isn't even a discussion, you know. But or, yeah, no, sorry to cut you off. Um, or do you also think it's they don't understand like the repercussions of not paying us or not abiding by certain contracts? Like, oh, right. maybe some are more serious than others. But yeah. if you don't understand like how that can affect your financial future. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you're less likely to care. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, those are those are important conversations. Like how to how to adult in certain ways. Yeah, because it will come back like there is a such thing as credit. Mm-hmm. Like that you will not you're not just going <laughs> to This isn't the fucking 1950s where you could just like go to another city and just start over. Right. <laughs> like no, they know who you are. They will find that you. That shit is attached to you. And you will not be able to open another <laughs> cable account. Seriously, something that something that you would not think is that serious. It's tough. It's tough when you come into moments with people where, because I've I've done it, and it's I would say maybe it's broken my heart at certain moments where you've seen someone and you know they're like so close to be able to be a friend to you, but they're just missing like a key component, like it could be, I don't whatever your thing is, like maybe they don't fucking take your time seriously, you know, so they're constantly showing up places late or like not letting you know when they're not going to show up somewhere. Like, I don't know, whatever fuck bugs the shit out of you and is a non-negotiable. And it's like, man, you're great. Like if you had this piece, 
We'd be great friends, but you don't have it. So we can't be friends. Like we just yeah. can't, you know, I've come across that quite a bit and it's like, oh man. I mean, like, but that's okay. It is okay. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, we only need a few friends. That's what um, yeah. someone reminded me of yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm not saying that I'm everyone's cup of tea either. Yeah. Like, you no. know, I might not have everyone's character traits that they want in a friend either, which I completely understand. I remember, I mean, when we were younger, we had tons of friends, mm-hmm. loads of friends, but some of some of the character traits though that we're talking about like some of them are more egregious than others like if i don't have someone's uh friendship qualifications i'd like to know what that's about (laughs) i'd I'd love to ask what what don't i have right because i think we may find ourselves getting into like these very you know particular things like uh well i don't like that you that you ever inebriate yourself with any substance ever. Like I'm just not about the inebriation life. So the second someone touches a subs a mind altering substance, I don't really like hanging out with them. Well then that's just, that's a thing. But if you're the type of person that will not take accountability for a wrong that you have caused in someone else's life, like that's a whole different type of like, you know, falling short of someone's qualifications like one of those is like a a human thing Mm -hmm. and then another one is a preference (laughs) you know so i feel like that's that's my thing i would be hard pressed if someone was just like earl you're just not you're not a good enough human like you're just not you're simply not i'd want to know what that is what honest enough that's not true like maybe i it could be again another preference like you don't i love gifts you don't give enough gifts you know, like a friendship love language. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. That's your preference. Like, okay, I get that. But as far as like falling short of being a good human to you, I don't really, that's, that's a different thing. So I don't want to smooth that over and just say, oh, well, you know, different strokes for different folks. We're all different people. Like, yeah, for sure. We're not all meant to be friends, but some of us are not meant to be other people's friends because you fall short. Like you have some ethical failings. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 cause strain mm-hmm. and stress on others around you. That's a very specific thing. Yeah, inconveniencing. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, inconveniencing your friends. That, yeah, like what a, the fuck? That's a huge one. <laughs> what the fuck are you inconvenient? I'm your friend. In, in, inconveniencing your friends into financial crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We're not doing that. We're not doing yeah, that. That's it's, not it's, a good trait to it's, have. It's 2023. We're past stuff like that, right? Come right. on. We can't live like that. That's hilarious. So, what have you been up to in life? In life? I haven't seen you since I've seen you. What was the last yeah. time I saw you? Did I see you at some get together or something in between this and the last pod? I don't think so because I haven't been home. Mm. Um, I've been, well, I mean, good stuff. Uh, let me think. <laughs> Well, everyone always ask me, first and foremost, are you still in school? The answer is yes. <laughs> Damn. Um, school as in residency, but I'm uh, four months out. 
Oh, right. So you just have to continue to study. Well, that's just something that like all doctors have to do, correct? Is just continue to study your craft. Like, and just, yeah. yeah. But um, I'm still like a resident. Like, I'm not an attending doctor. Like, oh, okay. I'm not making doctor money. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> like season one Grey's Anatomy. Actually, maybe season three Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. At okay. least. But I have four more months until I can be like my practicing on my own mm. which is kind of Damn. scary <laughs> it but would be exciting. scary for you, but you're so funny though what? you're so funny like because you're gonna be fucking what, what are you scared of like what do you mean um i have people's livelihoods i'm responsible for sometimes like totally and fully um i was talking about i actually brought you up in a conversation yesterday that's so funny yeah. i was i had a guy named will on and we were talking about people that are in jobs where you know sometimes your hands are tied behind your back and you have to move through fucking mud and dirt for miles and hope that you get to the other side, all right? And these motherfuckers do it. And we were talking about teachers. We were talking about just... It, there's so many different types of jobs like that. But I brought you up. I was like, yo... I mean, I didn't really think about it before, but when she came on the podcast and talked about what the fuck it was like or what it is like up there, I'm like, that shit doesn't sound like fun all the time. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. no. I'll be the first to tell you it is, um, what is it, one of those jobs that people romanticize. Mm. But um, Like in the movies, it looks good. It's stressful. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you so many stories about how this will burn you out. And I know, but the fact that you that now you're talking about like okay i'm still in school but like you know i'm about to be a doctor doctor but then it's kind of scary because i have like you're going into this i mean you knew what being a doctor was when you were in high school like we Did all knew I know? What, what, <laughs> like we know like you know that i felt like at that time you knew that you were caring for people's lives and that you were going to have people's lives in your hands like you at the very baseline you knew that that's what doctors did right <laughs> yeah what now, no, I guess you didn't feel the gravitas of what the fuck that really means when they're sitting in front of you and their families out there. And, you know, I, I, the just, you know, there's certain vocations with a certain amount of pressure and you just know you're going into it. Like you just know. Mm-hmm. It's every day. Just that's a draining. So wild. Job. Yeah, that's so wild. But you but you do it, though. That's the thing. But you chose to do it and like you do it. And there are plenty of people that do it, which is, which is why we have hospitals and schools and shit going around. Like people mm-hmm. do it. I was thinking about people that have to teach in low income uh, neighborhoods. And it's just like yeah. just knowing because you're an adult, like the child doesn't know anything aside from this is this is what life is, I guess. But as an adult, you know more than that. So, you know, that shit is shitty. You know that more than the kids do. Yeah. And, now, and so you got to be like, but is. I still have to. I'm still supposed to perform some magic spell here and get these people up to a certain level and have like th- knowing you're going into that every day. But like you're still showing up trying to get it done. It's fucking crazy. That's a while. That is Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the up the mountain and it coming down over and over again. Yeah. Like it's such a wild fight to fight. It's so yeah. crazy. And like also, um, it's important to understand that residency is different than being an attending physician. Um, you, it's the fact that we're doing it so many hours out of the week. Um, 
you can average up to an 80 hour work week and that's like totally legal and only get paid for 40 hours of it. Um, Oh no. So, oh, and no. under the intense stress um, of the, the super sickest patients that you can in, in imagine. Why is the because your salary? Yeah, I get yeah. yeah, I get paid for one full-time job not two, which I work. Yeah. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. Is that I something? love my job. Love being a doctor. I, you know, listen, I talk shit But who about, wants to do anything for 80 hours a week? I talk shit about the job. <laughs> That I currently have all the time, but but it, but I also let it be known that it's also a very beautiful job and a very beautiful place, and with a ton of learning opportunities and just networking, and it's and it's a huge community. There's free food. I could just go down the list. Like it's it's a lot of things, and it also has you know its chinks and its armor. And more than anything, what I've come to realize is that. There's nothing wrong with the industry in and of itself, right? The industry is what it is, and people put into it what they put into it. It's like, does it connect with you? Like, maybe it's just not fucking for you, right? But you, but you yeah. have to be able to address and acknowledge the beauty that it does hold without your, you know, lens on it, without yeah. your lens of how you feel emotionally towards how whatever happens in there and whatever role you participate in and whatever, any of that. Outside of that, beautiful. In in houses extremely wonderful, breathtaking, unforgettable memories for people, right? For the remainder of their lives. Like beautiful. And there's a bunch of nasty bullshit going on there. <laughs> right and that's just what it is so you just have to be able to you know, call a spade a spade like it's just you know it's you on both sides kind of thing you have to find the beauty in <laughs> yeah you got to do that but but that thing is this the god damn working 40 hours 80 hours you get paid to do one job not two yeah even though i do it <laughs> that's a wild quote <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. That's the, um, which I am working hard to try to change uh, the, the stigma of residency. And it's like, it's like a little fraternity that, like for the last, what, 100 years of since residencies existed, I don't know how long residencies existed. Um, but that's how it's been. You work like a dog, you sleep at the hospital. That's why it's, you're called a resident because you, mm. you're, the hospital was your residence and you were a resident in the hospital. Um. So now people Resident. started to go home. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Residency. That, okay. Because I was uh, going to ask you why it's called that if you didn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because you're supposed to live there. And the living conditions are not the best. Um, especially when you're, um, there's only a few people to run the hospital. I mean, I've said that yeah, before. Yeah. Um, just the circumstances are all pretty crazy. Um, but that's, that's life. Well, so, so what is re, what is recharging about it? If anything, like mm -hmm. what, what in it happens where you're like, that's why I do this shit. Like, okay. Oh, people get better. You just, more people get better than bad things happen. <laughs> well, so it is, I, but the, <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, and I'm sitting here complaining. No, no, but that but, is. No, 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 no. Listen, your experience is your experience, and I can't live that shit, so I can only imagine. I work on a lofty hill somewhere, and I'm complaining about certain shit I'm doing. I couldn't imagine 
What you what you going? I just I don't I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine it. Like when people say I couldn't imagine it, no, I really mean right. I don't know what it would be like at all to have people looking at me and they're expecting me to fucking fix them. Like Yeah, but I mean, I go to school for so long. Yeah. Uh so I have more confidence now. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. um that helps a lot. Um some things are just um, I mean, that's why they call it a practice. It's it's repetition, repetition after repetition. I've seen hundreds of the same cases, um, but there's always nuance in each case that uh, case that you can learn from. Um, so residency is for that. So you can see as much as you can. The redundancy is key. You need mm. it um, just because sometimes when you're in situations, it's you work by protocol, you work by algorithm and it needs to be off the top of your head. Yep. So yeah, you're just getting your reps in. Mm. You're getting a ton of reps in. Shooting in the gym right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. Just doing something a million times. Just that ten thousand hour rule, man. Like, there's such a difference between someone that like likes to do something and a professional. <laughs> like, there's a very, very huge difference. And I love looking at people's like growth or just the stark difference between. I I I love this one. Uh, the what are they called? The dreamers. What, what the fuck are the J Cole people called? Um, his 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 team. His his fan fans. The, yeah, no, 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 supporters. not even his fans. Like the people that are on, like that are Dreamville. So Dreamville is the is the company that he owns, or like the le- record label that he owns, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and they came out with an album a couple years ago, and I remember. I mean, I can go back and play because I think I did it recently. If you go back and you listen, at least for me, everyone on that album is extremely talented. They're they're phenomenal. They're great rappers. Mm-hmm. There are only a couple songs with J. Cole on it, right? And it's like 20 tracks. Whenever J. Cole starts rapping on any of the tracks, it sounds like a very different thing is happening. And it's it's very it's it's a very very wild thing to try to describe because you have these other rappers and they're good and they're rapping very well, mm-hmm. but then J Cole's voice just comes over the microphone, just comes through the speakers and he starts rapping and you're like, well, he's rapping too, and they're rapping. Why does it sound like he's doing a very different thing? It just sounds like whatever is going on with him is just at a different level, even though he's he's still rapping. But it sounds so much richer. Like the quality sounds so much richer. That could be because he's mastered his tone, his cadences, like his timing. It could be all sorts of shit. But for him, it was a ton of reps. It was him just fucking off somewhere, working, working, rapping, rapping, writing, writing, all this sort of shit. And then we just get the finished product, which is just a, a J. Cole verse. But I love that you have studied so long where you're you're just like yeah like i i feel pretty confident helping these people with their lives like i've studied a lot i've seen a lot like it's just it's built into me now i can just look at some shit and see things that other people couldn't see it's like a it's like a magic trick it's a practice it's it's an art it's an I art would consider it an art i like an art i like that um because and you you have to be creative with it too because right everyone's different everyone has different um 
uh, situation, different comorbidities, different medical problems going on that um, can affect each other. That's always like the cool shit from that's how they sensationalize medical dramas like House and stuff like that. It's like there's always this one doctor that's like kind of rogue and he does his own thing. And they're just like, you know what? Let's try this. And they're like, no, no, doctor, we can't do that. And he's like, no, this is what's going to work. Trust me. And then they go in and do some wild shit that no one thought that they should do or whatever the fuck the case is. Like, that's how they sensationalize it. This art that you're talking about. I would that must be so crazy to to know what a doctor's doing. Because it's different for us. Like watching it on TV, they have to try to explain to us why this is so risque. Mm -hmm. But to be a nurse or someone else in the room and you know what the doctor's about to do and you're like, dude, I don't think you should do that. Like That's that's a bad idea. And (laughs) being in these inner city like community hospitals, you have the opportunity because it's (laughs) it's uh, no Sometimes it's what's it when you a world that has no rules. There's rules clearly. Mm, yeah. Um, a world that has no rules. Like society a that has a society that has no rules. Um, I can't think of the word right now. Um, but no, you you have the room mm. to get to get creative. All ultimately to help your patients. Not this is nothing uh, crazy that you're trying. Um, this is ultimately life saving treatment sometimes. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy what we do. Well, what, um, and then let me, I don't know if people understand. I work in um, critical care most of the time. Um, I am in a primary care residency. So, um, but I work inpatient. When I'm inpatient, I'm mostly doing critical care things. Um, so I'm seeing um, ICU patients, um that are just fresh off like cardiac arrest, um, like doing CPR and all of that, that, that kind of thing. So um, those things you run by like protocols. So it's easy to, um, to yeah. kind of run through what you're supposed to do. Um, but yeah, these patients are the sickest of the sickest. They're intubated. Um, they have really horrible infections or really bad lung diseases. What does intubated mean? Uh, sorry, they have the, they're on life support. Oh, um, that's, oh, that's yeah. like putting a... Okay. Yeah, so um, at any time there could be um, an emergency, which there pretty much is. Um, so it's very busy. Um, we work up to like 12 patients at a time in the ICU and with a shortage of nurses. Um, and... There's there could be a, an emergency at any times, but what also comes along with that is um, this the circumstances like these people being poor and not having families. Um, though this that's what makes it the most difficult. No We're, support system. No support system. Like we're doing all these, this patient needs all these invasive procedures and there's no one to call to consent an emergency surgery that no one can consent for and they need to have it now. So it's just like, you're literally two doctors have to like agree. We call it two physician consent. Um, and these types of situations happen all the time where just be, these people have no one. Um, so that's the hardest part. The people, oh my gosh, what are the chances? And all of a sudden, and also, like, these people are, um, unfortunately, um, have mental illnesses, like really bad schizophrenia. Um, They're also dealing with abuse, um, substance abuse of all kinds. Um, They're living on the street. Like, 
How often? Literally ha- nothing. Have you seen anyone upset because of the two? You said the two what? Uh, uh, two physician consent. Two physician consent. Have you ever seen anyone upset that the physicians consented and like I didn't want that done. Um, like that type of thing. No, because when unfortunately when they wake up they don't really understand their medical condition anyway if um if it's um the type of patient i'm talking about that really cognitively cannot understand what is going on with them they're typically not angry um, Mm. because they just kind of want to leave and go back to doing what they were doing even though they don't understand that you just yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and that's a lot of patients they'll They'll leave the hospital um, like, hey, sir, um, you're having a heart attack right now. Mm. And they're just like, well, I feel fine. <laughs> and they walk out because sometimes you do feel fine. Yeah. So, um, don't recommend that. Uh, but they don't understand. And then they end up going into cardiac arrest. And then we see them back now doing that emergency stuff. Um, so that's one part of it, my job. The other part of it, I do get to work um, in primary care, which is doing like all the preventive medicine, which is the complete opposite of what we deal with inpatient. Yeah. So the inpatients, we deal with what happens when you do not do your primary care. <laughs> so you just get to see everything. You get to see the start. You get to see the finish. You're just like, all right, we're going to try to do some. Well, I hear that that's like kind of one of the. No, maybe I also heard this from you. Like one of the largest issues with people is that they like do not take the word of their physicians. Like they just like they don't they don't follow through with the medications they're supposed to do whatever it is that they're told like they yeah. just don't they don't do it. Um, cause it sucks. Um, because some people, their life depends if they want to live a life with um good quality of life. Um, some people are bound by medications. Yeah, and. Mm. So a lot of people have the mentality of, oh, I don't take medicine. I don't take medicine. Yeah. Um, And that's fine and well when you until you have a medical condition where medicine is what's keeping you alive. Mm. Um, And that's the science um, behind medicine. Right. Um, It's not how you feel. It's um, yeah. Yeah. Because and they'll and then even they'll tell you if you have a few exacerbations of um, whatever medical condition you have, asthma, whatever. Um, once you feel bad uh, enough to the point where, you know, I mean, this is another life lesson some people have to go through. Um, things have to get bad before they really understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes being on life support, um, being woken up after having a tube taken out of your mouth to be like, hey, what just happened here? Yeah, I got to change hey, some things around. Yeah. Help me. Hey, Mr. Mr. Brown. Um, remember, you got lucky this time, um, but... Like we told you, <laughs> um, and we told, we told, I saw you. It was actually me. It was, yeah. me. it was me. Remember me? Yeah. I mean, last time you were just on the normal floor, like not with the oh. people on life support, but this time you're here. Um, but, and then, and also it's not, it's hard to manage when you're really sick. It's hard to manage all your medical conditions by yourself. Like imagine being, um, um, low income, you don't, you can't drive. Um, but all of a sudden you need to go to dialysis three days a week and you don't have transportation to get there. Um, on top of that, 
Um, so this is new onset kidney failure. You have all of a sudden you have dialysis three days a week. Um, what caused your kidney failure? Oh, heart failure and diabetes. So now you have just those three medical conditions to deal with. And if it's brand new to you, and like I said, um, you have um, literacy issues or a cognitive disability, um, how are you possibly going to understand three different complex medical conditions that now you need 10 plus medications to take every day, multiple times a day for the rest of your life on top of going to dialysis three days a week and all your other specialty appointments? It's a new life and you're bound to miss an appointment or two, but some people just um, don't go, don't um Let's tie in getting the medicine, paying for the medicine, insurance not covering the medicine. It's a mess. Oh my gosh. So, oh my goodness. So gracious. I understand when Shit, you make me want to You mess up. Put like people mess up sometimes. <laughs> put put the blue moon down. I said you make me want to pour this out. Oh uh, man, <laughs> but this is people's lives. Yeah, um they these people are so sick, Earl. I wish I could take you to work with me. I wish I could take I know. Like I should start videotaping uh, I would go Instagramming again. But oh, it's my hard sometimes. Goodness. Um, especially just the environment of where I work. I feel like back in the day, um, they used to have really good medical, like reality medical shows. Um, but I feel like now it would be really, really hard to do it like raw with all the HIPAAs or laws and things like that. But you would not believe um, some of the things we see just from the psych stuff um, to just um, just these, I don't know. I'm a nerd. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I look at nerd out forever. Yeah, you get to you get to see the full range of humans, like you know, yeah. like so not just the medical stuff, the social stuff. It's, yeah, and it's mostly social, actually. Um, it's very interesting. Mm. Um, different person dealing with people's personalities. Um, it's just like when we're working with teams, it's just like, all right, you're the ace with this patient. Like you, you got the end with this patient. They'll convince you to allow them to treat you. Yeah. Allow us to treat them. Wow. You got the end with that patient. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So what, so, okay, you're right. Most of what's happening in the hospital, Rosa, wouldn't be a very good one. Is good stuff. People are getting better. Most of the time, people are getting better. It's just the drama of getting <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, what what is so? I have to imagine that you try your best to create a happy home, <laughs> like where where you lay your head at night. I have to imagine it's it's paged out, like whatever oh you God. like is in there the way you need it. Yes. So you can go home and get immediately in the zone that you need to get into for however many hours you're going to be able to be there before you have to go back. Yeah. And what does that look like? I know you got your puzzles. <gasps> yeah. I know you got your puzzles. Yeah. Just like this room is like earled out. <laughs> My apartment is paged out paged in puzzles. Out? Okay. So oh, yeah. do you hang your paint? I glue oh. them and hang them. Oh, wow. Yeah. When I get some money, I'm going to start framing them. Watch out. I was about to say, I was about to ask you if yeah. you did that. <laughs> if I get some money, I'm going to frame them. You can <laughs> I think you can frame them now. You just want like beautiful frames. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And like good quality puzzles. Um, 
Yeah, we're, my family is in town right now. We've been killing puzzles. It was a good quality puzzle. What do you um, mean? Oh, puzzles that are like made out of wood. Like oh, you can get like. You, oh, yeah, you're um, different. Yeah, when you start get doing the wood puzzles, <laughs> yeah, you different. You, that's like going over someone else's house and they just have like, like a glass chess set. It's like, oh, you play. Like, why you got a glass chess set in here? Most people just got the regular wood. <laughs> I have camel bone, but that's because Julian bought that for me. So oh. I, I have like camel bone pieces. They're like that's really cool. cool. They, like the bishop is a fucking elephant. And they just oh. look like little cool Egyptian pieces. Yeah. No, um, I really want a wood puzzle, but you can also customize the puzzles. Like you can put any picture you want on it pretty much. So I can get like. Oh, like you can send an order in and have a puzzle made for mm-hmm. you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Of course so you like, can. Imagine a family it's 2023. Portrait. Of yeah. course you can do that. Family portrait. That's a puzzle. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, have you done any of those yet? Like made your own? Uh, no. Oh, you're about to start though. <laughs> about to. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so cool. Oh yeah, because then you can really just start. Because up until now, you've just been putting other people's art on your wall, but now yeah. you can get all your own pieces yes. that you've made. And wow. I can like create a color scheme. Like I plan. I've thought about this. <laughs> so um, I can't. Yeah, I've thought I can, about this. I cannot wait. To pretty much, yeah, just start a new life in the next couple months. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, what, what else is, is absolutely my... necessary to Paige's serenity um, and peace? Oh, no roommates. <laughs> okay. Um, absolutely no roommates. I made an investment in, like, living on my own in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's so expensive, but it's necessary. I can't come home to someone's uh, boyfriend that doesn't pay rent. Um, nah, man. Can't come home to people who would rather have uh, cosmetic procedures and pay rent. Um, can't. <laughs> um, I just, you know, just like. Yo, people are so interesting to me. <laughs> they are, man. I just find them so interesting. There's never a dull moment. I don't understand how humans get bored. I don't know how. I really don't. I I think I remember being bored when I was, maybe when I was a child or maybe when I was a teenager, I I must have said, oh, I'm bored. I must have been. There must have been times when I was a teenager where I was like, this shit is boring. Like, Yeah, for sure. A thousand percent. But there's been a long time and I can't tell you how many years now. Where boredom isn't even on the menu. Like, it's not even an option. There's just so much happening with people around you, your relationships with them. Like, if you're paying attention to your life, like, I I don't... Yeah, I mean, sometimes people... Oh, people find different things important. Um, Like... I, someone, I wish I was bored. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is some funny shit. I've so, never heard that before. That's the first no. time anyone's ever said that, actually. Really? Well, I, I wish, wish I, I was bored. I wish I had the time. Um, to be bored. To even. To, yeah, to be bored. Like, to even have, yeah, the possibility of even being bored. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I kind of just feel like my life isn't my own. My time oh, isn't my wow. own. Um, more yeah. so my time isn't my own. My yeah. life, I chose totally. Um. So I can't wait just to have like 
some time. Like, what would I do again? Like, is gauging time weird for you? Like, is when you look back in time, do you be thinking that some things that happened like a week ago actually happened three weeks ago or a month ago? Like, is it hard for you to track time? Um, and the only reason I ask that is because you're clearly so busy. Yeah. It, that either helps you keep track of time or it just puts you in this mode of just like t- things are just going by so fast. Like you're probably going to sleep and you're like, fuck, it's time to go to sleep again. And then waking yeah. up like, fuck, it's another day again. OK, I'm doing right. And it's just like keeps happening. Yeah, that's it's you get in a groove. Thank goodness. Like I'm in a good groove right now um, where, yeah, we always say. Um, the days are fast, the days go by fast, but the years are slow. Um, so because we're so busy, um, yeah, days are fast. Um, but then when I look back, it just depends. Um, cause like high school doesn't seem that far away from like to me. I know. Like it really doesn't. I can remember it like it's yesterday. Paige, I was talking, I had Tyler on. You know, I did have Tyler on. I was talking to someone. I was talking to May, someone that had come on and about <laughs> high school reunion. And I just so casually was like, yeah, you know, I went to uh, my high school reunion two years ago. Oh, man, it was crazy. Blah, blah, blah. And then Mikey listens to the episode. He texts me. He was like, this nigga talking about two years ago. He was like, bro. <laughs> he was like, that was four years ago. And I'm like, oh. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, see? That was four years ago. So 14 years out of high school. Yes. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. But I don't feel old. I don't. No, I don't feel old at all. I mean, I feel old in certain ways, but not like my body or my energy is just like, but I I feel like I've seen a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've experienced quite a bit. Yeah, like I definitely I I get the adulting. Glad that. I have like done well, I guess, adulting wise. Um, I haven't had too many um, like issues with money and things like that. Or crises, yeah. Or yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. So very grateful, very blessed for just for my life situation. Um, but lost train of thought you have a very precarious job in that regard like because i can imagine it depending upon the type of person you are either making you wildly grateful for everything that you have in your life your health your whatever the fuck you have everything that you have mm-hmm. and for the wrong person i could see it making them very resentful towards people oh you know don't well, get me wrong <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, like it has to hit. I've yeah, yeah. I've when people are not like admiring and revering what it is that you do for them, you know, and they're like spitting oh back in your face after you do them. That's the biggest solid a human has ever done for them, yeah. right? And it, it can it can get to you. Um, it can get you frustrated. Like I've been um, frustrated with patients, and unfortunately, have shown it. Um, didn't treat them like it, um, of course, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, but it's because of the circumstances I, I've like explained, um, they just don't understand most of the time. Yeah. Um, or it's just, they had a tough life. Like 
just think you haven't walked in their shoes. But see, that's why you're made for this, though, because you always bring it back there. Like you're you're and I feel like you've always been this person. You've done a really good job at this. You know what? Because I don't know if you know this. Uh, Seventh grade. um, I believe it was it was our seventh or eighth grade. Um, Some people had told me something that you had said about me. And I think that some people were kind of bad mouthing or probably, I mean, not necessarily bad mouthing me, but just talking me, talking about me being a hoe, like just running around, just like being a nasty hoe, like I was being. And you, I forgot who it was that told me this, but do you want to know what they told me you said? Yeah, I, I'm dying. <laughs> you said, like, Earl just needs to be loved. He just needs some love. Oh, boy, were you right? (laughs) Right. I needed some self-love for sure. I needed to learn how to love myself more. But like that was your response. And that's what that person came back and told me. And I was like, I was like, damn. Now, probably at the time I was like, man, fuck her. I don't need no love. You know what I mean? Because I'm a young nigga at the time. But as I grew older and I thought I, I would be like, damn, Paige was I mean, she definitely understood that as a child. Like we were children and you already had it in your heart and mind. Like you were already empathetic at that point. You were already like, yeah, like he just needs some love. Like that's, that's the only thing that's going on with him. Like he just needs to find some peace. Like that's all. I'm glad I said that. (laughs) Uh, Cause it could have been negative at that time too. For sure. For sure. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Maybe cause I mean, we, we grew up together. um, Like, you were pretty much a part of our family, yeah. like when we were really young. Mm-hmm. So I had some insights. Yeah. Um. So maybe that, because I had some insights, um, is but, why but I, I said think that. that it's always been, well, maybe in that particular moment. But I think that you've always had this acumen for emotion. Yeah. And and understanding. That other people are not you and that they have their own. That's very, very difficult for a lot of people to understand mm-hmm. that like they have a whole lot like like just like you and all the shit, your family, all your thoughts, your mm-hmm. traumas, all the everything that's going on with you. They have the same thing like they're a human, too. Right. Yeah. That's very hard for people to really connect to and understand. And it's much easier for some people like you. Yeah, I'm definitely um, an empath. I think my mom was telling me that I was an empath. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely uh, feel like, you know, I mean, it's really easy, uh, like you said, to be jaded and um, kind of just go through the motions. Some days are like that, for sure. Um, but um, I don't, I, I'm definitely pathetic. I, it, it gives you me anxiety how much uh, how oh. empathetic I can be. Oh wow! Um, oh, oh, you mean because it just the emotions like the dial is turned up a little too much sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, that I mean, you're invested at mm-hmm. that point. Um, and and then yeah, to point caring more than the other person cares, <laughs> um, yeah, right, or right. just the fact that. Um, Someone's actions can totally affect your life. Um, like, I don't know, in like a parenting situation, if like all like constantly caring about your kids or worrying or just things like that just um 
totally have given me anxiety from caring too much. So I mean, um, you, have de- learning playing, how to dial it back. You're playing a high stakes game. You know, like that's a very high stakes vocation. Yeah. So I get it. I care a lot. And it must, it must keep you on your toes. Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it it it's debilitated me mm-hmm. like it, it has um, caring so much. Like I've I took so long um, off residency um, just because uh, of the anxiety I was experiencing and not being able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, definitely having. Being so empathetic isn't always a good thing. Um, It can lead to your burnout even more. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's finding a balance, uh, understanding um, maybe this is also like maybe a control issue too. Like you can't control every outcome. Um, Not that I'm like super controlling, but um, when things can be prevented, um, that's what gives me anxiety. Mm It's like, ah, uh, we saw when you know something's coming. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you for saying that. It's a really nice compliment. I'm glad I um, said that. Well, yeah, I mean, so. c- certain people are just in the business of some shit that they don't need to be in the business of. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a lot of fucking people where you look at them and you're like, what are you doing here? Like you and and sometimes that's a good thing. It's just like you're not meant to. You should be doing X, Y, and Z. Like you're you're much more fit for this. Like you are you are you happy here? You know, like you get you concerned about people sometimes. Um, you just happen to have known. You've just happened to have known yourself mm-hmm. for long enough, right? Like some yeah. of us were trying to learn ourselves much much later on in that regard of like how how what would I how do I want to spend my time here. You yeah, know. I'm very grateful in that, too, um, just because I have realized when uh, I'm saying, look, I wish I was bored, but I think people are bored because um, that I don't know. I don't want to say like ah, I, it was a calling or whatever, but I feel like it was. Um, I really do. And I don't I feel like I would always do a job with like public service, mm. um, always would be in some Tell kind of why. public service. Tell me why. Um I just feel like um, I always had the mentality of like help the pe- people who need it the most. Um, so, and that means serving um, underserved communities. And what comes with underserved communities is poverty, the um, school aspects, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like you can't, for any society, community to prosper, you can't leave people behind. Yeah. That's what's happening in New York City. That's like what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with the product of people being left behind. So um, the world isn't fair and that's not fair. So if I could close that margin by any angle, mm. I'd, I would love to do that. Um, always in any aspect, I would be like a social worker, a teacher, um, but always giving your time. I always will give away free health care. Oh, let me ask you a question. In that conversation I had with the person yesterday mm-hmm. that I brought you up in, he said, congratulations to him. He, um, he is, him and his wife are now five months pregnant. Right. 
she is five months pregnant. I think it's a better way of putting it. Okay. Uh, but um, he's worried about the birth in particular. And I was like, why? Because right? he said, oh, like, I'm, I'm totally ready to be a fucking dad. Like, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to her with to all of her appointments. Like, we're on we're on schedules. Like, we're making sure we're getting everything knocked out. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, so what about the birth scares? He's like, well, it, the, the mortality rate specifically to black women in hospitals. And I was like, what, what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. what? Why are black women perishing more in the hospitals? And his response was something along the lines of there have been cases of black women not being heard or listened to or taken seriously in some regards. Now, I don't know how prevalent this is. Um, but he wasn't the one to be asking because he was like, listen, I don't, I don't got all of that. I just know that this is what I've heard. This is what you told me. So my mind's kind of there. Um, so now you're here. What is he talking about? So I don't know the stats specifically either, but I have heard that. Um, I think, um, I would say it's a fact because I've heard it, um, many a times, um, um, could you give a few years ago, um, there were legal cases of women who um, bled internally um, after they had their kid um, really expressed themselves, um, told the doctor like, yo, I don't feel like I'm feeling more tired. I'm feeling more t- uh, lethargic um, or they're looking more lethargic. They're looking sick. Clearly, even like um, this case I saw was the husband advocating uh, for his wife as well. And um, they waited until her hemoglobin dropped to like four um, before they took her back into surgery to fix, um, she was bleeding, um, and they did not, they did not manage her properly. Um, so I, apparently that has been happening a lot. Um, I, I don't know the stats, um, but I believe it. Um, there's, I can tell as well um, when certain attendings are on, especially for OB-GYN, like, um, so, because we get a lot of consults for OB-GYN uh, for things. And there is an attending, this black female, who will not hesitate to call like what we call a rapid response um, for a patient with like the minimalist kind of shortness of breath. Um, she doesn't play around because um, she treats her patients like her patients. Um, so I see... Um, when she's not on, I don't get as many calls. Um, so I can't say that, oh, because this is a black female attending that she was being more cautious. Um, but I noticed that she was being more cautious than all the other attendings that I run into. Um, you hear about, um, Serena Williams talking about, um, advocating for herself when I'm like pulling on this. That, that's exactly at, what he brought up. Serena Williams advocating for herself. Um, um, telling, saying that she couldn't breathe because she has a history of getting blood clots in her lungs. Um, and if you get a blood clot in your lungs big enough, it can kill you immediately. Um, and she was absolutely right. She pretty much diagnosed herself and she said that she was having so much um, um, resistance from her medical team. Um, to give her the appropriate evaluation to diagnose it and treat it. Um, it saved her life. She actually got a 
Um, because like she just had a baby, you can't be on like blood thinners. Mm. So she actually got a procedure, a life-saving procedure. Um, it's like a filter you put into a vein that prevents blood clots from shooting up. And she got it taken out before she started playing again. Um, and but but so are these? But, but she advocated for herself. Or but are these just uh, you know? I mean, anecdotes from women, or are they specifically black women with this? This is happening. I mean, I know Serena's black. Right. I, like, I know that. So <laughs> I am, I'm not the proper person to yeah. speak on it at all. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering if you had heard, yeah. like, you know, about this and if it's. I definitely have heard about it. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't speak mm. too much on it. I know Allison Felix is the track um, yeah. star has also spoke on it um, as well. Um, I think she had a lot of bleeding going on. Um, during her pregnancy and needed blood transfusions and things like that because of medical complications that weren't caught in time or could or caught but um, could have been bad if they mm. weren't managed in time. Um, so people are speaking about it, so it's mm. a problem. Mm. Understood. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I just thought I'd throw that <laughs> out there. What is happening outside of the hospital? Wait, is yeah. there an outside of the hospital for you? Oh, um, well, because I guess you're trying to figure out what would I do with the time now Well, that I, that I reclaim. So I'm on vacation right now. Mm. Um, so I actually just got back from Vegas. Oh. Uh, yeah. Do you gamble? A little bit. I only gamble when my mom's there. My mom, like, <laughs> she's a she's a G on the roulette and oh, yes. craps tables. Oh, she plays craps. We um, oh, not to name drop, but we were uh, gambling with Brittany Griner. Oh wow! It was uh, WNBA All Star Weekend, I guess, and she was just out here, um, very very nice, um, sweet girl. We're the same age, thirty two years old. Um, I didn't recognize her because she didn't have hair. Mm. Um, I wouldn't recognize her if I saw her. I don't think I know I what she only, looks like. I only recognized her or knew because my mom told me and then people were like yelling, oh, Brittany Grant, are you the goat? So that was didn't cool. Didn't she get like arrested overseas or something? Right. For, okay. Like, for like some weed? Right. Okay. So that is, yeah. So that's exactly what happened. She, um, so this was. It was a big deal in the WNBA community because it was her first time back for the All-Star game. Mm. Um, And she, like, they honored her pretty much. Um, It was a big deal. And I guess some people know. And I was trying to be sensitive to that. I'm not trying to be like, yo, how was Russia? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I'm certain she's had enough of that. Like, like, it's probably one of the worst times of her life. How was Russia? Right. But but then you get the people, like, we had one of the dealers, uh, one of the roulette dealers was like, so you're you're the one that was with the pressure? And it's just, and she's like, yeah. (laughs) You know, that's it. Um, But, yeah, she, I, that situation was crazy. Um. I know, well, I don't know the person really, but I know someone close enough that, <laughs> that decided that they were going to start selling weed overseas, like to London or somewhere in the UK. And uh, I, I suppose that someone talked them into doing this, uh, a side chick of theirs, actually, okay. because they actually have uh, the family at home. Uh, and, and I, I don't know why the side chick had this information. I don't know who she had seen do it prior. What gave her the confidence to tell him that this was a, a legit thing that could uh, you know, that was feasible? 
Um, but they got arrested their first trip trying to take marijuana overseas. Um, and supposedly motherfuckers are cracking down in the UK because a lot of Americans have tried to do this uh, as of recent in life. And so they're giving motherfuckers time like they're really locking people up. And. Um, just imagine you think you're on top of the world, you think. Like, cause I'm at you, you know, you got your little, you got your side chick, you're hanging out with her. You probably think, you know, you smoking weed together. I want to know how the plan goes. Every time I hear about someone that I used to know from the past and they're caught up with the police or they're just like, you know, RJ or somebody texts me and they're just like, yo, did you hear so-and-so got locked up or they got put in? Every time I'm like, I wish I was there when these band of thieves or band of who, whatever the fuck it is they were doing came together to put the plan in place mm-hmm. because they always get caught in the, the, the craziest of ways. They're always like the, like someone was on house arrest, but they still decided to burglarize a house and they have the house like the anklet on and the rest of it. And like we're a bunch of friends. So I'm wondering when they were sitting around making the plan you know, around a you know, coffee table or whatever, and they're just like, yeah, so, you know, we're going to roll up over here around 8 p.m., you know, 9 p.m., something like that, and we're just going to slide through the back. You're going to stay with the car. You stay with the car. You watch out. We're going to pop in there real quick. Like, when they were doing all of that shit, no one at all was like, hey, man, what about that ankle monitor you got? Like, none of, the, none of them were like, hey, that thing don't... We going to be okay with that, <laughs> with that thing that you got on because of your last crime that you were caught for? Bye-bye. Does that, does that monitor, what is, it's called an ankle monitor. <laughs> what did you think it was going to do, right? And that's just one of the many ways that they got caught. But I'm just saying it just, it, it happens and I lost my train of thought, but like where I was going with all this. <laughs> but now I'm just, now I'm just talking about terrible fucking criminals. <laughs> Have you been to Vegas? Oh, Vegas or something. Um, it doesn't count. My time doesn't count there. Okay. I was a kid, and so it doesn't. What? No. Some of no, the best but, times I've had in Vegas was when I was a kid. Yeah, but it wasn't tight for me. Cause Did I got, you go with us? I was babysitting. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. I got I got placed in a hotel room babysitting two younger children. Really? Yes. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not fun. So, not since you've been 21? No, but I'm also not a gambler. I went to, my family decided to go up to MGM one night. I think we had gone out to see, do you remember next Friday? Yeah. Do you remember Uncle Elroy? <laughs> um, um, he was, he was Day Day's, so he was Mike Epps' dad in it. Okay. Um, either way, he was a comedian that my family wanted to go see. And he was out in D.C. somewhere and it was just a huge comedy show and it was super fucking hilarious. Like everyone that went up that night was super fucking funny. And then he came out and he was hilarious. And I wasn't expecting that because sometimes you don't expect what to me is just like a movie comedian Mm -hmm. to be like super fucking hilarious on stage. But he was like even funnier on stage. But after that, they were like, hey, you guys want to go to MGM? I had never been. I don't gamble. I'm like, I'm with you guys. I'm here for the ride. Like, I'm, I'm going with you. They all know how to gamble. They all have their separate games. Like my dad has whatever the fuck he plays. I think, I think my mom, my Allison, my stepmom plays poker, I believe. And then Julian went on to go do some some other shit. I sat down at the bar 
and got a rum and coke because that was my drink at the time. And I got a tap on my shoulder and I turned my head and it was probably some 60 year old decrepit woman. That was like, hey, hey, you got you got a couple dollars on you. In the casino? In the casino. Hey, you got a couple dollars on you? I can get them. I'm like, nah, nah, I don't. I don't got it. Really? I mean. And that's who I, I you- saw walking around. And I already knew I didn't want to gamble. But I'm looking at this person like, you got to go home. Someone's got to get this woman home. She can't stay. She's walking around here. In the casino looking for a couple dollars. So you shouldn't be in the casino. Just smoking Marlboro Reds. Oh. Just fucking, just not, just, just down on like you know when, cause the casino must just be like if you look at the wrong people, it's sad. Well, the casino, okay, the casino, okay, Vegas isn't all about the big part of it. Don't get me wrong, is the mm. gambling, the casinos. I only did the casinos uh, this time because, like I said, I was with my mom. I'm, I'm not about to go lose money, um, but this time was a different. Um, which makes it fun, but ultimately I get sad when I lose twenty dollars. So uh, gambling also is not like my cup of tea. Last time I went and I was of age, I didn't gamble at all. Mm. Period. We were um, there's other things to do. Yeah, like, you just like a bunch of shows. Yeah, and stuff. like we in particular went to see Usher. Um, <laughs> like and it was so fun. Speaking of residencies, yeah, um, there's some people out there with some residencies. Yeah, you might fucking see Usher Kelly Clarkson's out there. Out there. Oh shit, Kelly I would love Clarkson. to see her. Um, but no, the residencies are endless out there, um, and I don't, it's a good. It was a fun time. So we did the Usher. Um, you're into spas. We spent half a day at Caesar's Palace Spa. It was so nice. Mm. And I'm not like, typically not a spa person. Like I don't really care to get massages. <laughs> um, but it's no, was pain. Really, you just don't like people touching you. Get get off of me. I don't know you. Type of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, um, and then, I don't know. I, maybe I'll get more into it. Mm. It wasn't bad. I had a great, great time. Um, but yeah, we did spas. Uh, are you into food? Yeah. Okay. So we did food this time. Like last time I went, it was like clubs, day parties, because we were just like a bunch of young t- adults. Yes. Um, but this time it was like shows, food, spas, mm. sightseeing. I don't know. So you got a little older. <laughs> That's little what that older. sounds like. Yeah. It, well, it was with my mom. It was just me and my mom. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to take her to. Well, I, she would have gone. We went yeah, to the pool, she, actually. She need, yeah, but she don't need to do too much. You just don't. <laughs> you just don't. You just, need to, you just need to relax. You need to bring the party to you. I would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if there was a an option between going out to a club with a bunch of friends out on vacation or going out. To like a nice lunch spot that's open and it's kind of like easy to make other friends at Mm -hmm. and inviting friends to a party at your residence at that time. I would do that every (laughs) single time. That's much more fun. Yeah, for sure. Like having 10 or so people in a house Mm -hmm. and doing your thing like like we would do. Yeah. Yeah, like you did growing up. All those damn parties you threw. <laughs> all of those. Yeah, like that type of that type of thing. Just like, you know, the people you like at your house. Oh my god, those parties. Oh my god, I got brought up the other day too. 
Oh my god! It was my my mom encouraged it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah you do a lot of you do a lot of parties. Good um, times. And she yeah she did. She was one of those. Every neighborhood needs one <laughs> of these types of moms, where it's like it just do it here, <laughs> do it under the roof here. Don't just please don't be out right? getting crazy breaking shit. Like people, it gets crazy when it gets outside, and people know that. Adults know that. They're just like, listen, I've seen it done a million different ways. This seems to be the only way. Like, unless I'm going to stop, like, just lock you in here mm-hmm. and not have you go out and do anything. Fuck it. It's just better if I'm if I see it. It's oh, just better if I can regulate to some degree, like what's going on, how you guys are interacting with it. You know, yeah, she's totally that person that will be around, just checking out, like literally, what's going on here. Take her little trips down to the basement. All right, I see you. Go back upstairs. Look, she might come downstairs and take a shot. To make sure that another under or uh, another person who shouldn't be drinking doesn't yeah. drink it and try that's, to drive. That's crazy. That's a that's a wild. But see, but that's solid though. That's her initial response. Like I'm going back to the initial response is to not nah, let me help you out. Like you know, you. now I'm going to do it without you knowing because mm-hmm. you're drunk and you don't know that I'm going to take this shot so that you don't right like she, you know. That's the thing. When you're a parent and you're mostly sober, mm-hmm. you can just walk amongst d- drunk younger people and just really survey and mm-hmm. see shit because they don't they can't see at all what you see. Exactly. One cuz you're sober, two because you're an adult. Right? But like they don't see what you're picking up on. We thought that we were getting so much shit over. We're so stupid. So stupid. So stupid. And you know what my cousin said? Uh, excuse me. Um, that I didn't realize this growing up, but I didn't have a lot of rules growing up. Um, and people loved being at my house because there wasn't a lot of rules going on. But... Okay, well, I realized that I didn't need a lot of rules. Um, I luckily had my head on straight for the most part growing up. Um, But I did not realize that that's why people always liked being at my house. Like, there was no security window. Like, window goes up, beep, beep. (laughs) There's none of that front door Mm -hmm. (laughs) camera stuff going on. Um, or just like right now I have like my nieces and nephews in town and the, the phone restrictions they have are, I think a little crazy. I mean, no judgment. I mean, people do (laughs) it differently. Um, I I know, I know what you mean. I didn't think about it until I got older too, that I had the basement and I used to have friends over. I used to have everyone over all the time. Remember we used to have like rock band nights at my house <laughs> when I got rock band? I started bringing all sorts of people downstairs. We just up way, way super late into the night, probably fried and just playing rock band. Yeah. No, but so you're right. So much fun, man. Yeah. it's. I used to, like they used to, it, girls would sleep over. Like it was like I had so much freedom and I didn't know that yeah. until I got older and I was like, yo, they really used to, like, let me live. Yeah, they did. They gave they, me a car and money <laughs> and said, be home by whenever, really. Just as long as they knew where Man. I was. And, you know, we definitely had some 
some leeway. And the leeway I didn't have, I was taking it anyway. Like I was, I was going, I was gonna do it anyway. We were living some wild, wild man. We're old, <laughs> but yeah, time is just moving. It was fourteen years ago. We we're in high school, and I have these conversations often with Von Marie. Just do you think about how, kids? How quickly? No. But how quickly, <laughs> how quickly time moves. It freaks me I, out I, seeing I, people's I, kids. Oh, yeah. Yo, fucking. I went to Keon's. Uh, he just had a birthday cookout the other day. Mm-hmm. And I drove up to Maryland and surprised him. He didn't know I was going to show up. He was oh, so fucking happy. Nice. He just like like looked at me. He was about to start crying. It was fucking great. <laughs> um, And... Well, I want to say this part, too. I also was great about that surprise is that the day before I had also sent him a bike. Oh, <laughs> we're friends, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it just came to me. It just came to me as something that needed to be done because he had talked about getting one for so long and he just never would do it because Keon's just not going to spend certain money on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like. Yeah, I'm going to send that fucking bike on through. So he got that as a surprise. And then I didn't also didn't tell him I was going to his cookout. He just assumed I wasn't going because I don't show up to a bunch of shit. So he just assumed I wasn't going to go. And then I just popped up there and he was like, he was like two surprises. Like there's like he literally said, I think he may have it may he may have put it a different way. But he just looked and stopped in his tracks and was like two surprises. (laughs) <laughs> like so you could nice tell though. he was like yeah like the gravity of it was it it was great um because i don't usually do surprises for people anyway um what the fuck was that you, said you wanted two things to say the bike and then um oh 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 wait, wait, wait. what about oh, going over to keon's house what did i discuss with keon or what was over there damn what were you what did you just speak about um we're talking about kids Oh, yeah. This fucker's son is a whole <laughs> young man. He's 13. I mean, he's he's like as tall as Keon, pretty much. So he he looks like an adult. I mean, except for the fact that he's a little boy and he looks like a little boy in the face. But he's tall. Like, yeah. And it's like, whoa, you have a whole young man here. Remember when man, he was born type stuff? Yeah, like I do remember yeah. a young baby Jacory. I remember that. This let me tell you something this motherfucker did one day. <laughs> I'm in the house. Keon's taking a shower because I think he's about to take Jacory somewhere, I believe. And he's in the shower. Jacory's finishing up some breakfast in the living room. Finishes his breakfast. I'm washing dishes. My back is to Jacory. But I have music playing on the PlayStation, but it's playing off the TV. I hear him getting down from the table and there really hasn't been moments in the past that would have really made me think this. So I don't know why my antennas were up or why my spidey sense went off, but something told me I needed to turn around. I don't know why, but I was like, what's this little motherfucker doing? And I'm washing the dishes and I turn around. And he has crouched down in front of the TV 
with his finger right above the PlayStation. There's music playing on the PlayStation. He understands what's happening. I'm looking at him in his eyes. I don't say a word. I'm just looking at him because I'm like, no, like this mm-hmm. is not. This isn't gonna happen. And he's just like, and turns it off. And I'm just still looking at. Him. I'm like, Jacory, why would you turn that off? As I'm looking at you, when you know I'm listening to the music, this motherfucker <laughs> looked up at me, got up, and he was like, why does it matter if you're not my daddy? <laughs> just like ran <laughs> off in the Keon's room. <laughs> and that's like, that's some of my early, you know, memories of Jacory doing shit like that. <laughs> you know, young oh, boy, yeah. you know, young, young boy. But he's very, he's a very soft boy. He's oh very soft spoken kid i remember yeah like seeing i haven't seen my niece nephew in over two years so they came in looking like whole teenagers um mustaches and <laughs> you know just like puberty hit you know what i mean i was like oh my goodness and it's yeah it's crazy but yeah just to think about like kira being so mad at her for like thinking it's hilarious to hide my seeing eyeglasses. Mm. Like, no, hey, seeing eyeglasses. Seeing eyeglasses. You know, I can't even, if I don't have my glasses, I can't find my contacts. <laughs> and she just thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> but like, that's like, I don't know. I like, I kind of like the toddlers. Mm. Yeah, they're cute. Just, I like, but I don't, yeah. Raising kids right now. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine. I still can't imagine. I guess it would happen if it would happen. You mean like if you had to raise them right now with yeah, your wife? If I had oh, to raise them. My goodness. How would people do it? How do humans? I don't even understand that. I don't understand how you keep, like, how your brain doesn't just explode. Well, it's crazy what humans can acclimate it. to, like the pressure yeah. that you can acclimate to. Like what? Yeah, you have to rise above. Like, oh my god! At that point, I feel like it's complete autopilot because um, sometimes I feel like <laughs> I can't feed myself three times a day. Like, it's hard to get up in the morning. So, how and are you taking care of another kid? Well, first of all, you can't do it without help. So, um, there's definitely you have to have a support system. There's no way I would be um, by myself raising a, a kid. Hopefully, Bro, if that that's, that would never what, be the but case. That's what's crazy: being a single mom doing what it is you're doing. Think about yeah. all the single moms that work and go to school. Yeah, it would have to be oh, a situation where you would have to have a live-in nanny, which is how people do it. Um, having a nanny's it's crazy if you ha- when you have to have a nanny sixty hours a week. You know what I mean? Um, but there's people who do it like both, how about both parents in residency with a new kid? Like it's impossible. You have to have your grandparents, some of the support system around watching your kid. Um, there is absolutely no way you could do it by yourself. That is just, man, I'm just trying to put my, I, I mean, I, I couldn't cause I don't know all the ins and outs, but trying to put yourself in the mental headspace of someone that is just on the fucking go all the time has to be like life or death on both sides, whether we're talking about the small infant that you're now raising, right. Or the people that you're nursing back to health in the fucking hospital. Like there's, there's just, that's 
that's a lot. No, parenting is a lot, but it's also like a, I don't know. I feel like it's a superpower. I don't know. I guess when you're in it, though, you manage it. I guess yeah. when you're in the situation, you figure out, you make it work. Um, but when you're not in it, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like it's just wild that human beings, once put in certain circumstances, are like, well, it's there's only two options. It's like either you just lay down and wait to die of starvation right? or, or you're going to push forward. You're going to figure it out. You're going to figure today out. Yeah, and then you'll figure tomorrow out when tomorrow comes. And day you, by day, you know, that's just important in life. Just day by day, um, especially you know when things are long, hard journeys, whatever. I just try to think about it day by day. So, what's something fun that you do? Um, fun. Uh, every now and then, like there's there's cool people in my program. Um, we're, look, we always try to, oh, f- Saturday night, Saturday night, mm-hmm. Saturday, I can't tell you how many times we're like this weekend <laughs> and things don't fall through, but it's always because we're tired and sleeping. Um, yeah, but, it, it sounds good on Wednesday. Yeah. It sounds good on Thursday. Right. You might even buy the ticket for it too. Oh, and, and when it comes, day come, you like ain't no fucking way. No way. And then let's see. So I, RJ and um, like my cousins came down a few like a month ago. Um, so we went to Coney Island. Like so, pretty much the gist is I don't get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but understandably so. Yeah, but I've been having people come visit me more. Um, trying to like since I'm not going to be in New York City probably very much longer. Um trying to realize that and do more so like when um rj and them came we went to coney island um so that's awesome like pretty much hasn't i've been living there for five years never been uh they want to check out all these food spots like of course coney island is like the spot with like a little fair yeah all that yeah 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 um they have the carnival rides, the one of the historic oldest roller coasters yeah. is there. It's on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I only remember this because of the movie The Warriors. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. It was like a bunch of gangs in that area. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, but pretty much, I don't do that much. That's fun, unfortunately. Um, but in the next four months, catch me. Let's, right. Let's because things let's are about plan to change. Things. Let's make fun. Things are about to change. Because I'm about to be bored and I'm excited. Wow. Yeah. I guess that that is interesting. Yeah. You think that you will be? Uh, that would be interesting if like you you get to the point of being bored, like you're able to achieve boredom, and you're like, nope. Yeah, I, I need something else. Like I should do yeah, something. That would be interesting. So I can create another hobby. I feel mm-hmm. like I haven't. Um, there's so much. Like, I want to do, like, I love all the hikes that you go on. I feel like I'm never um, doing what I want to do, which is uh, be more involved in nature, go on hikes. Not, I know I don't have the greatest workout schedule anymore. Mm. So it's like, I can't wait to like, um, you know, be able to have a gym membership that I want, be able to um, eat at the grocery stores that I want, yeah, uh, be able to travel um, more like I have to keep, you know, right now I have to keep it um, tight just because of finances. But I want to be able to take those like dream trips, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'll be able to do finally. 
um, and not have touch it. such a time crunch. I feel like I've missed so much um, just uh, in relationships and um, events. Like it's, it's not fun missing out. I have a lot of FOMO, oh, yeah. but the fun is about to be had. Trust <laughs> me. I can't wait to move because I want to come back to the DMV. Um, oh yeah yeah so like i can't wait to live by my like my friends yeah, my cousins yeah, again that'll be a lot of fun yeah. for you to have yeah because yeah, i don't have um i don't have very many friends in new york city yeah because people are doing wild shit like breaking leases and yeah. and, and, and yeah. not wanting to pay <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it, it, and it's a bummer yeah the friends i did have were roommates that um tried to you know do the whole what is it Pull a, pull a fast one on you. Yeah, listen, <laughs> life, life will weed them out. Life, <laughs> life will weed them out. Like they're just gonna, you're going to come across if you're around people long enough. For sure. That's that veil that is gonna come up because people see people all the time, and you have some idea of them in your head. It happens all the time. Um, you ever see someone's idea of you change as they're looking at you have you ever seen that happen oh my god every day um (laughs) well for the most part well in a couple aspects so one i always get the you're too young to be a doctor i can't believe you're my doctor Um, they're not expecting that oh that is interesting yeah like what are people expecting when they hear the word doctor yeah (laughs) Old, really? old, old white dude. What do you, I mean, I don't, I don't, do I look that, I don't think I look that young, but yeah, uh, I look like a, so in that aspect, people are kind of, um, changing their, um, tone because I, you go from, they're talking to you like a kid cause they're older than you. Right. I mean, they are most of the time, right. um, to, Hey, this is serious. I'm talking, um, taking like watching my tone, taking it down, making sure it's serious. Like this isn't a game and I'm here to help you if you would like to be helped. And then they change their tone. I'm like, okay, okay. I have to explain a lot of the times like, yes, I'm young. I am a resident doctor. However, I am your doctor. Oh, um, you, oh, really? There, and if you want to know, I have people like watching me. Their supervision, if that makes what makes you more comfortable. Oh, people are just like, thinking like, oh gosh, like this young, this young girl. Oh, especially can't. when you come up with them with some needles, scalpels. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, oh nah, <laughs> oh nah, nah, nah. I need who's the oldest person in here? I need them. Nah, nah, nah. Right. That's crazy. So sometimes that, and then. Um, uh, or in the other aspects, or just when I'm in the community. Um, so that happens with patients and also just people in general. Like if they ask me what my profession is, they think it's they treat me differently when they um, uh, find that I'm a doctor or they want to talk to me about different things or I don't know, whatever people That's do. That's funny. Um, That's funny. I like watching it in people's eyes when um, when they don't know me that well. And, you know, I've I've lived many lives now. Right. So I've, I've done a lot of wild shit. But the ver- see, you grew up with me. So mm-hmm. you got to see an evolution of a human. <laughs> but you have to understand people that have met me in the last like seven years. Right. They have like a certain ver- definitely. Let's chop it down to five years, five years. 
they have a certain version of Earl that has like always existed. Right. So then when we're in conversation and I decide, like, let me let me give this little story or this little anecdote, you know, that happened however many years ago, some wild shit. Like, let me tell them the the, the car stealing story or some just some wild like that. And like you see this thing like flip in their in their mind as they're looking at you like, who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not at all who I thought you were. And you can see their like mind changing about you. That's always yeah. a fun. That's always a fun look. Yeah, that and then what do people judge you for your tattoos? Um, I'm certain of it, but they don't let me know. No, they don't. I Yeah, they don't tell me to my face. I can definitely um um just in my field of work if I'm wearing scrubs, not like a white coat or anything, uh people are looking at my tattoos and are judging me. Oh, um oh, I young tattoos like yeah. man. Right, but it's a conflict, right? Because yeah. I'm someone who can't help you, but I also have <laughs> tattoos. Um, so, but just in general, too, I've I've had people come up to me and people I don't know. It's like typically an older black lady um, might be a little religious and like will grab my arm and say, why do you have this? You're too pretty to have this. Oh, like, what is that? Oh, mean? yeah. That's usually the older. But yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, they don't like the defiling of the skin. Right? You know, it's how are you going to wear this at work? Like, yeah, you or like, know. but so aggressive with it, like actually touching me and poking me. It's it, just like, they all, that's, <laughs> you know, you know, that's what they because where they came from, everyone raised everyone. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. your child was my child. And so if little Billy came around here acting up, little Billy got hit over here too. Like we <laughs> let little Billy know over here. And then we went and told little Billy's mom about it too. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was, you know, for those older black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's different. You definitely walk up to someone and be like, now, honey, now you know better than to be coming on out here looking like that. I know your mama ain't raised you like that. <laughs> I know she didn't. Uh, she actually <laughs> didn't care that I got this tattoo. It's right? actually just fine by her. Right, I'm not. Oh, I don't know who she, I don't know who raised her. I don't know. Your grandma's okay with that? I don't know, sir. My rent's paid. <laughs> I'm a pretty decent person. I don't and, know. And I save lives. Yeah. I really do. It's okay. You don't have to say it, Paige, because you're humble. But you do. You save lives. I mean, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you just let that one like slide past it. Like, hmm. No, for sure. No, I love it. It's great. Good. <laughs> I'm happy that you're that you're easing into a space where you're gonna have like yeah. some more time to reinvent the space that you're gonna be taking up here and like what you're gonna do with your time and that it's gonna be I can only imagine, like, that's going to be the vacation of vacations. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I only have to work, um, like, as an attending physician, depending on the job, but you only work uh, two uh, weeks a month. Um, so it's, imagine the free time. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to have free time. Oh, yeah. So Real either free time. seven days in a row, you can do like a week on, week off, or um, wow. three days a week or four days a week. So I could literally have two full-time jobs if I wanted, but for now. Yeah, you're good. You, you give yourself a break. You don't need to jump into that. What yeah, would you do? I need a break. What would you do, though, <laughs> if you did want a second? Because it would clearly, I'm assuming you would do that for fun. Like, whatever it is, it would be yeah. to make money, of course, but it would be something a little bit, like, more fun. Yeah, well, yeah, for fun. So I think I would probably always want to be a hospitalist or like my 
a specialty is internal medicine um, or work in some kind of urgent care emergency room setting um, just a few days a week. And then I also want to do um, kind of sports medicine type practice mm. um, to be able to do like all types of joint injections. Um, You're so funny. I said, <laughs> go get you another job for fun. <laughs> Look at what you talking about. <laughs> Uh, that, you really love this shit. That's the fun <laughs> part to me, like to be able to just do procedures People at a clinic for half a day. That's great. I'm certain I was not the only one that will be listening to this that thought that you would have said something completely unrelated to help. Oh, see, that's you know? what, Earl. I have no. See, I need new hobbies. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like just something <laughs> else. Yeah, you don't like to go out and fucking <laughs> skip rocks or anything. Like there's just nothing. Just puzzles. <laughs> Puzzles and health. <laughs> I sound so late. <laughs> puzzles and public health. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, you dedicate, it is you, what it's been. You've, you've dedicated your life to it. Yeah. That's what's crazy about like real professionals. Yeah. It? Like people that are like there are people that are good at things and there are people that really, really like things and they're enthusiasts and then they're professionals. Mm-hmm. And those people are just different. Yeah. I love professionals. I need to work on my relationships too. So that's something that's going to take some time that, or that I'm looking forward to like putting in time to, um, and getting out and meeting people. I'm going to make that like intentionally do that too. Cause you know, getting old, um, 32 or 32. What are you trying to do to, to get to, I mean, you're gonna. What are you gonna do? Just scour the city, see who's, who's, I mean, who's out there. I haven't really. I never what, did the what DC. Do you mean, what do you mean thing. getting old? What does that mean? Oh, okay. So I said I, I don't feel old, but like as far as like, I don't want to put myself out there, but I'm ready to mingle. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I could definitely couldn't could not have managed a relationship the past couple of years. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm excited to explore dating. Oh, yeah. See, good. I'm glad that you're excited to do it. Because <laughs> let me tell you, people out here are not saying great things about the dating pool. <laughs> They're just not. I never, ever hear. I just, I never hear people like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so much fun out there. Like, I'm having so much fun. with. Like, I just never hear that. I Well, I don't. I also, do you know people dating? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? For sure. Okay. No one that you recommend? (laughs) They all say, oh, (laughs) no. See, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to recommend them. Maybe. But most of the reason why I say no is because, because they're saying that they're so bored with people. A lot of people are saying that they're bored with, like, everyone's boring. And I think that there's, there's a lot to say about that. But I think a lot of what's happening is people are not really experiencing people. Mm-hmm. I think they're just like not seeing it, right? Like you have a, a superpower because you've studied so long, so you can you can see things medically about people. They're like, I, I fucking wouldn't know. Like no one on the street would know, but you could take a good glance at someone, ask some questions, maybe run a test. Or maybe not, but you'd be like, oh, it's probably something regarding this at the very least. Right. That's a superpower. Like you have a sight into something. Um, And I think that. 
if we don't want to call it a superpower, this works even better for it because it's the word you use, which is it is a practice. So you have practiced that. So you've seen it. A lot of people have not practiced the art of of experience, the art of truly mindfully tuning in to the person that is their conversational partner. Right. They haven't learned how to do it. So it would make sense that they haven't practiced the right ways in, in order to truly do that. I think people are not really experiencing people. I think they're not mm-hmm. really seeing them. I think that they're in their heads a whole lot. I think that um, they're assuming a whole lot about someone and in, in placing things where they're not actually right. Like you're putting pieces to the puzzle there that actually don't fit. They're actually not a part of this puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's it's a whole it's a whole lot of that. So. No, if if anyone's telling me that they're constantly bored with with that, I probably wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want to bring them your way. Okay, yeah, because I need someone who's excited about life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I, and, and you know, I've seen. I, you know, JP was one of the people that told me. Um, she was on here a little while ago, and she told me that she was bored. That it's boring out there, and I'm like, damn. Like, you're like the fucking 27th person to tell me that, you know? Well, maybe it's boring and I re- and I just don't know. Like, no, I'm oh no, like, no, no, oh no, no, no. Trying to don't go get into me wrong. it. I'm certain that there's <laughs> a lot of boredom actually taking place because there is, I, I think it's on, I think it's on both sides. I think people are bored with people. There's so much going on. In the world, people are tapped into so much. People don't, we don't, people don't get excited about shit that people used to get excited about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just some of the things that, like, w- we would have gotten excited about circa 2004. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't cause for, like, a, oh my God, it doesn't cause for that now because it's, because that shit is old, because it, because we have things that are much better than whatever that thing was, because we have so much more to pay attention to. I talk about this all the time. There's about to be like some press conference. Uh, I think Mikey sent me a link to uh, to a conference that had happened that the Senate's having where they're talking about, you know, uh, fucking UFOs. Right. And they're about to divulge a bunch of information there. There are people that have worked for intelligence agencies and military that are about to testify things that they've seen and worked on and heard and shit like that. Like that's a pretty big, it's a pretty big deal. No one gives a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No one fucking cares because I got to go to work tomorrow and black mirror just came out with a new season. Right. I got to watch that. Like there's just, there's things going on in life. Right. So I think it's just, it's roughly that. Um, I've heard of the stories of people finishing having sex, rolling over and seeing the motherfucker scrolling on Tinder, like trying to get like another match or see the next. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that. People are bored. Literally that overstimulation. Um, Just rolled out of sex. Is is the baseline of boredom has moved up a little bit, it seems like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, right. Because... I don't, I mean, if you're constantly need to be overstimulated either, that's not good. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I think it's important to find peace in the normal aspects of life too. Like, Mm -hmm. um, waking up and making breakfast and having 
um, a good start to your morning, like that should be an excitement for you. Um, having a good, like a normal business, good, a normal work day that went by without any, or no, it can go. I mean, something bad can happen, so whatever. Yeah. Um, just living your life and not needing to be constantly overstimulated um, is also important. Just because you're you're going to lead yourself into a boredom and not go experience people anymore because they're not stimulating you like TikTok is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, nigga, do a dance. Like, do a dance right now. I got TikTok. Sorry. Do a dance. Uh, I uh, I watched for three seconds already. Done. Yeah. Like, like, um. So that's not. I know. That's not what. It's real though. <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. That's crazy. Like enjoy a nice dinner and um and the conversation. Like scrolling through Tinder after you just yeah. That's concerning. <sighs> Actually. Oh, oh, it's it's just like for. Like it's sanitary up. reasons too. Like, hold up. Are you showering? Um, um <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's 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 rough. And and by the way, I love JP and I didn't mean to say that, you know, she's not seeing all of people, whatever the case is. But there's probably some parts to people that, that she may not be seeing. Sometimes, you know, it takes us having to to point out the beauties and things. Mm-hmm. Um there was a point in time where Justin and I were in my house. I think we were like tripping on acid one day and and RJ came in the house and we started having a discussion about art and about photography. And Justin's idea was that photography wasn't a real art because instead of creating art, what you were really doing was just capturing something that was going to happen with or without you. Um, That was his idea. Um, it's a very thin one. It's not a well thought out idea because we debunked it very easily, <laughs> okay. uh, right? Like it's not it's not a good idea. Um, I saw where he was trying to go with it, um, and RJ was trying to tell him. He was like, "You stupid ass, you know, RJ." He was like, "You stupid." He was like, first of all, because because what what Justin's proposal was, he was like, "If you give me." the state-of-the-art photography equipment. Whatever the best people, whatever they use, if you give that to me, I'll take the photos that they take. He was like, all I need is the rig, whatever it is they're using, give me that stuff, and I'm just going to point it at stuff, and I'm going to take the pictures. He was like, it's it's really just that. You just it, It's really nice equipment, so their pictures look really good. And that's also clearly a very thin understanding of photography. If, you, if you've only just taken just a for like a photography 101 class, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that fucking easy <laughs> to be a good photographer. I took one. Mm-hmm. Um, RJ said, you don't even understand that you need the site to even know that something is worth taking a picture of. Right. Like you mm-hmm. need you need to even be able to look and like have that glance. Be like, oh, this is, I need Where's my camera. Like I have to I have to get this mm-hmm. like that may go over your head all the time because you don't have that sight for like what looks good and why and what the lighting needs to look like. Mm-hmm. Like You're not seeing things that way. And we all have, you know, that aptitude in different ways in our lives. I just think that overall human beings are lacking that sight of other people. Like they're just not experiencing other people. It's a lot of your expectations 
of them, which cloud a whole. You'll never be able to see them if you just keep blotting over them a bunch of what your expectations are, your preconceived notions that you have for whatever litany of reasons. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It could be be the people that raised you, whatever you saw on TV last week, whatever the case is. Um, And and many, many other reasons. But in just your your natural neuroticism and whatever it is you're fucking worried about and stressed out about. There's just so many different ways that are just stopping people from really experiencing what is going on around them at any given point in time. And human beings are very complex. So if you're not paying attention to them, like you're going to miss a lot of what the fuck is going on with a human when they're engaging with you. Yeah. Um, so I just think a lot of people are just missing that. Like they're just missing people. Like they just, Oh yeah. People, people are complex. A lot, a lot of, getting to know someone is reading in between the lines mm-hmm. um f- finding out what they're not saying which is really annoying um sometimes and i can understand the boredom if a uh, conversation isn't going like in depth mm. and um you can't get to know them because it's you can't have a conversation um maybe because um conversation isn't like that's a skill like you know you you like conversation the art of conversation um not people not everyone is good at it um but that doesn't mean they're not good people either so sometimes it's uh uh if you're not unfortunately if you're not getting that stimulation you need initially um it's like a no-go maybe Mm -hmm. you should test it out a little bit further yeah my understanding for the most part is that people are usually kind Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that they will engage if they feel like you actually give a fuck about what it is you're asking them about or trying to talk to them about. And they can't sense that you have some weird ulterior motive or like, you know what I mean? Like if you're being sketchy, then that person is probably not going to fuck with you because they, they that's probably why they stay there anyway because they're like people are sketchy and they're fucking weird or that could be one of the many reasons as to why they don't like to talk to people in the first place so if they sense that off you there's then you're not going to get anything yeah. but if you're genuine and you're just talking to them and you can show good faith that you actually give a fuck about what it is you're trying to engage with them with um you're respectful you're not pushy you know, you're you're not constantly you're not just trying to dredge up information out of them like an interrogation. Mm-hmm. Like you're just it, now. There's a lot in this. Everything I'm saying right now seems easy to just say. There's clearly a lot communicationally that people don't know, right? In order to be able to do this, um, but I think like when people come, I mean, just in general, not even just on the podcast, but I know people deal with like just a baseline much higher level of anxiety than I do. I just know that. Uh, I see it in people's body language. I see it just in everything that they say. Maybe they're rambling, trying to smoke screen me, right? You know what I mean? Because they don't know what what the fuck to say or what's going on, so they just start making weird movements and twitches and shit. Um, So it's not even so much that, like, I, I have to go out of my way to try. It's really just, like, not being an asshole. I just do... Well, you know, what's in whatever's in my power um, to just like quell the, the the their high spirits at the time. You know what I mean? Like, to, I mean, not high spirits. I shouldn't say that. But but to quell the high anxiety in, in whatever way, which is just remain cool on this side and just let them know without saying it verbally that like everything here is fine. 
That's weird. Yeah, I know. I feel you totally. Um, but then I'm also confused. Like, why? Are, so if this scenario we're talking about is like going on dates, um, why aren't you going with your best foot forward? Um, uh, maybe it's an anxiety I mean, thing. Um, well, I think it's it's hard based upon what the last date was like. You know, you just start to think and you start to hear. A lot of people carry baggage that is not theirs. Yeah. Like people are tapped into the internet. So if you're constantly reading men suck, women suck, dating sucks, get a dog. Right. <laughs> like if that's it's like just summing up a whole lot of what a bunch of Twitter threads are saying about people, then you you start to believe that, especially if you're online a lot. And like this is a lot of the you know content that you consume. You're just like, oh, yeah, like that. You start to believe that that's the case. Mm-hmm. It, but the world is so much larger than that. And you just don't you don't know it. So you start going out thinking like, yeah, there's a probably good chance it's going to be dry. People. Everyone says it. The word is dry. Mm-hmm. That is the word. You mostly, if you ask, start asking people how they feel about the dating scene, if you talk to singles, they'd be like, people are just so dry. It's so dry. I talked to him on text message. He was funny on text message. Then I met him in real life and he was so dry. It's like, oh, really? You were texting him where he could have spent as much time as he wanted to to fucking construct super creative, funny things. And on top of that, the key behind a lot of funny is the delivery. And so when you read the text messages, you put it in the tone that you felt like was funniest, mm-hmm. that made you laugh, right? But then when you met that motherfucker for tacos, he didn't have that same delivery. Right. And that shit was not funny anymore. And if things are constantly boring, um, you have to look into yourself as well. Um, is that a personal problem? Like, are your expectations... Uh, should be, they be adjusted? I don't know. Yeah, like, are you even real with are yourself? Do you yeah. even do you even have expectations? Like, and you don't think that you do, right. but you actually do. Are you comfortable with yourself? Like, are you? Do you have enough talking pieces, mm-hmm. talking points? Do you feel like you're boring? Do you feel like you, it, like someone could say that if they went on a date with you? Why or why not? Um, you know, like that's yeah. a question everyone should ask themselves. If you went on a date, like, what do you think that person's saying to their friends Mm -hmm. about you? Do you think that they think you're boring? Right. Why not? Why? And are you comfortable hanging out with yourself, too? Mm. Um, A lot of people aren't comfortable hanging out with themselves. Like, are you are you content going to dinner alone, Mm. a movie alone? I feel like you have to be. I feel like it's important to be content personally um, before you're going out and calling other people boring. Um, I think so. Like I, I feel I like think it's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. No one wants to be like called boring, especially if they're trying to put themselves out there. Um. I. I mean. Yeah, called boring is pretty wild. I don't know. Would you ever like? Uh, people like, for example, an excuse people use to maybe not travel as much or do things as much is because they don't have anyone to go with. Like, how do you feel about, uh, like, traveling alone? I would, I would never say those words. <laughs> you would never? Oh, yeah. Cause Absolutely not. Okay. I would never say the, like, the lack of someone willing to go with me is the reason why I can't do this thing now. Right. 
like I'm still here though. Mm-hmm. Like I can do it. Like I can I can experience it here mm-hmm. b- behind my eyes. Okay. So and that's awesome. If you're not going because you don't have someone to go with, I feel like you're the boring person. I don't know. Yeah, it's like are you like I mean, that's why I think there's that that cliche of just like only boring people get bored. You know, that is a maxim. I, I don't know, you know, how, how to if we need to break that down. But. Being bored. Come on. Come on. Especially if you have. Come on. Uh, if you have kids, there's no way you should be bored. I don't know. Anyway, just. People are know. not people are not doing dating right. Like, they're not having a good time. It's so, I mean, I'm certain that there are. I'm not saying everyone that's dating is just having a terrible time. But a lot of people do not express having a good time. Okay. Well, I, hopefully I will have some good insights and I can come back and share. Because yeah. I hope the dating life is not boring. If I can help it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. The, the the name of the game when people are willing to speak, which you have to assume if you've made if you've been talking to them and have made date plans like you guys have gone out of each other's way to meet somewhere mm-hmm. like they're they're probably willing to speak to you. Yeah. Right. So my thing is. What can I do to just facilitate a space where they feel comfortable being them? That's like a little bit of a little bit of. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a little bit of the the little, you know, the liquid courage, you know. But but just on a human level, whatever it is, I can do. Pick what, yeah. You know, I don't pick what you want to do. I don't know, man. People are interesting. Just try to get people involved in like talking about what they're interested in, because people love to talk about what they're interested in. Right. It's very, very, very easy to. It can be very easy to talk to people. I think we often grow up looking at whatever we're looking at, and we think that you got to say like the right things. You can't stutter. Mm-hmm. I like, oh my god, if I walk across this room and I try to spit some game, and I start stuttering over my words, it's all it's up. It's, yeah. a, it's a wrap. You kind of like I mean? ruins your confidence. A See, little bit. you know, it's like all these small things. I think that there's. There's so much room for for mishaps and blunders in conversation because that's what it is. You're going to stutter over some words. You're going to say some dumb shit. You're going to, you know, not make the connection to the joke that the person just made five minutes ago with like the next joke. And you're mm-hmm. going to look stupid and be like, oh, damn, I didn't even. I'm so sorry. I'm so stupid. You, you, there's just going to be clunky, weird, slippery moments in conversation. Like yeah. that's just humans trying to interact with one another. Like it's just. It's weird. Right. Um, but, Some people, they but get you don't have to, But if you get, it's, when you get weirded out by the natural weirdness, that's what makes it weird. But if you just embrace that we're just two human beings that are going to just try to fumble, you know, this together, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to fumble about long enough and we'll have some fun while we do it. If you just, if you can just humble yourself from the start yeah. And you're just like, listen, we're just this doesn't have to be a high stakes situation. We're just we're just hanging out. <laughs> right. We're like, I don't need you. Like, but 
it's that's uh, you know easier said than done because people are going to try to impress people for whatever reasons. Yeah, feeling like they need to impress people. Just (laughs) calm down, relax. (laughs) I don't know, know, man. Whatever you got to do. I know, but some people are like, and and I, I, and I remember the feeling. I remember like wanting to impress people in conversation. You know, it's just I was just younger. you know, you we goal. all grow. Yeah, definitely. We we all, you know, grow out of things at different times. I just hope because uh, I just I can see it in people often. And, you know, people don't be thinking that you can see them like people are thinking that like they're because I guess. They conceptualize their mind behind their eyes. They feel like they're looking out, but like you can't see in. You know what I mean? Like they're up in a high tower, like watching out, mm-hmm. but like you can't look up in here though. Yeah. So when, you know, a lot of people have a lot of super duper nervous ticks and they're doing a bunch of super, you know, just like anxiety ridden things. But at like, that point, I, like, shouldn't you just do something stupid? To like, should I? Uh, if you if you're like, noticing that in somebody, just should, so. should I do something? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's so many different just tactics. Yeah, yeah, there's so many different <laughs> tactics to employ. I do all sorts of like self-deprecating jokes and things yeah. like that to like take, you know, the the pressure, the thought off of them. You know what I mean? You're, you're like, the hey, one feeling. You're like, hey, let's make fun of me. Business. Like, let's you know, let's get it off of you for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, because you feel like you look like you. Maybe I asked you too many questions or, you know, whatever the case is, or I've been looking at you too much, whatever the case is. Like, let's let's bring it back over here. Let's just talk about like some weird, wacky shit that has nothing to do with any of this other stuff that maybe have gotten you to this point, whatever the case is. There are a lot of that use it, but you have to pay attention mm-hmm. in order to navigate this fucking this, these grounds. I just want people to feel. I just want people to feel comfortable. It's like my, I, I love it. I love when people feel comfortable because that's when you're going to get the best time with them. Yeah. Whether it's going to be like a super funny time or it's going to be a deep, you know, talk or whatever, however it's going to be the bet or or this is a very important one. If you're having conversation with someone and it's not that you want to change their ideas about anything, but that you're just exchanging information freely and is non-judgmental so they're open Mm -hmm. and then something just something said just happens to tap you know their brain as a whole that's that's a new perspective hold on this is making me think differently about this thing i never thought about it this way that's also really fucking cool too but that can only happen if the person's in an open state of mind exactly so regardless of like what it is you're trying to do in interactions with people unless you're trying to fight with people or have them close their mind off to everything else that you have to say then the best thing that you should be doing is wanting to make them feel comfortable in that space yeah because that's the best way that you're going to be able to do any of the good things that come out of conversation and that way your time isn't quote unquote wasted or you're bored right that way you're not bored that's it that's it because people don't feel comfortable being vulnerable and because you on the date have not shown that you know that vulnerability so you know they're still on the edge too and then now both of you none of you all are really sharing 
or showing interest in the other to that degree because you're not you're not allowing that connection to happen because mm-hmm. no one's putting the fucking costume down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're just both sitting there bored because no one is being right. them. And maybe you have a past or something that maybe you feel like you shouldn't be asked about right away. But I don't know. I feel like um, maybe. I feel like challenging people, I mean, if you're comfortable doing that, is a good way to get to know them. Just asking them, like, the randomest stuff off the wall. Yeah, you can, just like you were talking about before with friends and, you know, the certain qualities that just fall short and they're non-negotiables to us. Like, we can't do it. Um, And how I felt like a lot of the people's gripes with me would probably be preferences over just, like, ethical failings, really. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the same thing. I feel like if I if I'm going on dates, it'd be very very different if like if someone said I don't want to go out on date number two with Earl because the first one was boring as fuck. I'd be very interested in why that person thought I was boring. I'd be very interested to know. But what are the chances that you're going to have that conversation? Well, well, well right. In the in, but and why wouldn't I? Right? Like, why are the chances low? Have you ever been in that situation? Fuck no. Like, no one's ever not spoken to you again, and you wondered why, and you asked. No, I've never. I've no. I I don't think. I, I was thinking about this recently in life too. I was thinking about a friend that told me that he's just had a very, very tough time getting past date number one. Like, like the second ones just didn't weren't rolling around. Like they were just like time after time after time. It's just like no, I think you know, really? yeah, let's just be friends. But like I don't want to do the second. I'm like damn. And I was thinking because I don't think that I've ever struggled with that. There was always a number two. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Like I, cool. I never. Yeah, like I've. I but that's why I think about this dating and I love asking people about dating so much because I had a great time dating all like dated so many different types of people and so many different walks of life it was so much and it was fun all the time it was now all of them weren't the best of dates like you still had your peaks and valleys of course there were different levels to dates but I wasn't just walking away like oh god like that was terrible such a waste of my time i can't believe that i gave this person i got think that's gonna turn you off from going on another one yeah well there was no <laughs> there's some words like uh we we don't need to go further because the vibe isn't really there like we're not really clicking like that mm-hmm. but it wasn't a bad date though and i wouldn't call the person boring either Right. That's what's interesting to me about it. Like, even if they weren't the most spectacular dates, I didn't feel bored and I didn't feel like they just sucked. I just felt like it it wasn't going to be us. It's it's just a a different way of just looking at it. That's all. Yeah, it really is. Um, You'll I mean, I believe that you'll you you'll find what you're looking for if you're looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're going in with the intention, it's all about your mentality and intention going into it. Yeah. so I'm trying to stay positive out here. <laughs> really, that's the best way to good do Good vibes, it. good energy. <laughs> yeah, walk out there and then you see people, you just you, you give them a fucking smile. I feel like you start to see people long before they see you. Like people, like you're, you're looking at people 
if you're walking into a place and someone is looking at you, but you have not seen them yet, they they might have a full five, ten seconds of just like checking you out before you pick your head up and, and then they have to shift their view somewhere else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like they're they're looking at you the way that you just carry yourself. You have no idea. Like all those moments, as you were saying, reading between the lines when it comes to people, like all those moments where you're not interacting with someone when someone's watching you. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you like just in your natural state? Like when you're not, I definitely want to know what it's like when you're talking to other people versus when you're talking to me, right? Because I want to see if there's any discrepancies there. But I also mm-hmm. just want to know, what do you what do you like when you're just walking around just by yourself? Like just kind of just moving around and you're not engaging. Like how do you carry yourself? Like what does it say about you? Some people have fuck you written on their forehead. Like it, they don't look pleasant. They don't look welcoming. And then other people, <laughs> they're walking around and they have their best foot forward. And you can kind of tell. You can tell like they're whatever, it is, like they're ready to do the thing. They're here for it. You right. know, they're showing up. And that's a very different feeling than just like, you know, just dragging ass in. Those are two different. Those are two yeah, different it's things. It's true. And we're not in, as you get older, we're not in the um, social um, scenarios that we used to put ourselves in when, when you're younger. So I get how it can be harder yeah. um, these days. Um, but definitely not trying to let uh, time pass. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I hope everyone. Also, I wish everyone could look if you're single looking. Yeah, like it sounds. I don't know. I feel like there's someone. There's someone for everyone, but you have to be out there. You have to put yourself out there. You have go to, outside, people. You have to ask yourself these series of questions, like, why would someone date me? Like, yeah. Like, what do I have going for me for real? Yeah. Like, what, like, what, why would they want to not only go out with me on a first date, but a second date? Mm-hmm. Why would they want to spend countless hours with me over the course of months and years? Like, why would they want to do that? Right. Since that opening times, writing down what um, you want another person first, always got to check yourself. That is so true. All right. Are like, are you the one that's bored or boring? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You definitely have to check yourself. Um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Dating is, it's scary, but. No, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm just, a, I'm just a people lover though. And I just find so much pleasure in That's hanging true. out. And it's with personality people. too, man. What if you're just not that kind of person that just doesn't put yourself I out? No, that's the thing, man. Because if you're not, but you want people, that's the that's a terrible combination. Mm-hmm. Like you're not the person at all to put yourself out, be vulnerable at all. But you want it though. You, <laughs> like you would you would really like if someone came and did that for you. I mean, what you but but be? your overall demeanor and energy says, "Leave me alone." I actually don't want to talk to you. That's rough, man. I don't know, man. Get out to that concert by yourself that you want to go. to. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, go to yeah go, go to, to places where, where people are interested in the things that you're interested in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go. go to those places. Yeah, go to the gym. To be that annoying person that goes up to a I don't know I don't mind it goes up to a girl. 
in the middle of a rep. <laughs> I think I think that shit is dead, man. I mean, not totally, because it definitely happens. I know a lot of people are like, oh, no, trust me, Rose. It's alive and kicking. Um, <laughs> I think that that's dying for sure. Just going see, up to somebody. Seeing someone in the produce aisle at the, at the grocery market, like at the grocery store and walking up and. You know, actually, I actually have a new uh, zucchini recipe I've been working on, actually. You know what I mean? Like, that's true. Because and what's interesting is I, I don't think it has to be like that. But I think people are scared to do it because, one, they, they might feel like they're coming off as a creep. They're ordering too much Uber Eats and are yeah. in the grocery store. Some Amazon fresh. There's also just that. <laughs> just technology just gets in the way. It makes life so convenient. You don't even have to talk to motherfuckers <laughs> anymore. So now you're like, where do I talk to a motherfucker now? Like, where do I even talk to people? Everything I do is at my house. So what if they made it like <laughs> an Uber social media? Hey, this person is taking a ride to the same place you are. How creepy would that be? That's wild. Hey, this person ordered the same food you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What yeah? What's going to be like the new? What like how can dating get more convenient? It has to be. You know, like it what's the next there. thing? Yeah, that they try to do to make dating more convenient. Because right now it's just swiping on people's faces left or right, barely checking out their profile, maybe. You know, mm. and just swiping through hundreds of people a day. Would you go to? Um there's mixers. There's still, it's rare, but there's still mixers out here. Uh, like a um, speed dating and stuff? I mean, some speed dating or just, um, I'm sure if I just Google um, young black professionals out here, there'll be some kind of meet and greet in D.C. Mm. somewhere, some kind of place. But you got to yeah, get out there. Where, where it's half like a networking event, half dating. Half dating. Yeah, I've been shocked to really that I haven't met anyone in medicine Um after all these years, yeah. but yeah, I would still date a doctor. That's fine. Or it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I could see, but, yeah. I mean, you would understand the life. I think a lot of times it's a, a misunderstanding of lifestyle for people like doctors that fucking working the way they work, mm-hmm. um, where it'd be nice to have someone that understands that. So somebody yeah. that already works in that field, that would be nice. You know what I run into a lot, which it's a bummer. Um, People, men are intimidated by like the type of job you have, and if uh, they have an issue with you making For more money, sure, than them. I can um, see that. So I don't. I hope that's not the case, because if that's, I mean, that would be actually. So that's like a personality trait. I would prefer, or um, a character trait. I would prefer not to. Um, be dating someone who that's a big deal for them, but that's. Um, from what I experience, is pretty difficult to find. Mm. Um, but damn, because yeah. I'm not. I don't really care if you're. That's, that's interesting. As long as you're taking care of your responsibilities and um, we have a good relationship, we're having a good time. I don't really care what job you have. Where do you think that stems from? Like, by people being upset. I guess we could say men in particular here upset because the woman or not necessarily upset but intimidated to the point of just neglect right yeah um i don't know where it stems from oh well, yeah maybe some ego it's definitely maybe a lot of ego. some them feeling bad about themselves maybe they feel like they should be doing more in their life mm. i guess maybe career-wise i feel like I there's some part of it that 
screams control to me. Okay. Because if you make more money than I do, then logistically speaking, like I can't control you. Mm-hmm. You got more money than I do. So like mm-hmm. you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like you don't need me to so you were doing just well before you met me. Right. So you can survive on your own. You can do. But I think for the person that wants to definitely be making more money than the woman, there's some control aspect there where I feel like they're like, yeah, no, I, I bring the money home. Like I, I control most of the finances. You're absolutely here. right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, I've had that thrown in my face, actually. Like, So I know it's much less you, likely for you, you to don't, just get up and run off. Yeah. Like, you don't need me, that whole thing. And mm. it's just like, you, I guess men do, uh, to feed their egos a little bit, they want to feel like they're providers, like they're needed. Yeah. I get that. Don't want to demasculinize um, any kind of, like a male in any way. Um but that's a personal problem <laughs> as well. Facts. Um, it's like it's not my fault no, that what it's my not. job is. No, it's not. Um, but it is your reaction to what my job is is your responsibility. Yeah. Um, and I'm not doing anything wrong. So this is clearly yeah, an no, interpersonal. A, yeah, no, that's a person you have to run away from. Yeah. Yeah, you have to run away from Yeah, especially because it's, it's confusing at first because it's like, oh, cool. Um, you're ambitious. We like oh, that all sounds great. Like you have drive, you have motivation. You want to do, um, you have goals and things like that until um, you're doing the things and um, you're coming home and maybe oh, I'm proposing things I want to do, but it's not, like, I guess, financially in the cards. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, I got it. Yeah. But you don't, You now all of a sudden you have an attitude mm-hmm. because you don't want to take my offer that I got it and I got you. Ooh. You know what I mean? That's a problem. It is. Yeah, it is. It, well, it's, it's a definite problem. Um, super insecure. Um, and, again, lacking the sight of just, I'm not even going to say girlfriend, fiance, wife. I'm not even going to say that. Just what another beautiful human being is willing to do for you. Like you're just, you're so in your fucking head with your ego about what you can't provide and someone doing something else for you, right? When you should be the one and you doing all this shit. And you're completely missing the fact that there is a whole human that doesn't need to do any of this shit that they're doing. And they're not even willing to. They love to do something nice for you because they they love you and they care for you as another being in a way that no one else does. Right. And all of that shit is just going over your head. Mm -hmm. And so when I say that people are not seeing people, I'm glad we brought this up because that is one of the ways I'm talking about. Like, it's very easy. And I could continue to illustrate ways in which we're just not seeing we're not taking into account who's in front of us. We're just not. There's too much other shit that people are worried about. And it's it's fucking yeah. it's fucking up the whole experience. Yes, like I'm excited we're about to have fun. But the fun can't be had because you're not because grateful. you because you worried about the fact that my partner has money. <laughs> like that's your issue. That you're you're like your complaint today is my fucking woman, man, she makes so much money. Like <laughs> Like, that's your fucking issue. Craziness. 
No, man. You got to work on our, we it's all have to there. work on our site. We all have to, we got to see things. We got to mm-hmm. fucking screw our heads on and like look at things. Be like, no, this is a good thing. <laughs> this is a good thing. Why am I fucking this up? Yeah, man. People need to lack do shrooms. Of, lack of confidence, irresponsibility, <laughs> and, and lack of shrooms. shrooms. Yeah, lack of shrooms, man. It's a fucking lack of shrooms. That would, it, that would just knock so much of that shit out of there. You're like, oh, that's actually not a problem at all. It's actually a great thing. Thank you, Earl, for these shrooms. I need to start just passing it's them a, out. It's a character trait. Have you, have oh. you had the experience yet or not? I actually have not, Earl. So, I don't know if I want to these days either. Okay, listen, hey, you let me know. <laughs> just let you know. I'm just saying, you let me know. Um, all right, I'm going to go smoke some weed. <laughs> all right, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Paige, for coming. Of course. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Peace, everybody. Peace.